Welcome back to the True Tone Show. I'm your host, Amante Hall. Some days I have conversations and some days I host solo episodes where I do recaps and I talk about just little little things that I find, right? Just things that I find in the media, some things that that's go happening in the world. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of sad things and also a lot of happy things going on right now. And uh I know it could be confusing in this time period, but I want to be a distraction for you, a healthy one, hopefully a healthy distraction to talk about different things, maybe some stuff that I've had on the show. And so today it's it's a mix. We're going to do a recap. I'm going to talk about some stuff that I saw in the media that I thought was crazy and maybe some interesting conversations you can have while you're doing random stuff, you know, and hopefully you get what I like to call this all around shot of many different things. And you, you know, this show, I'm not shooting for uh, this swing of sharpness per se, even though everything I talk about will be pointed. If that makes sense. Um, I have a very collective taste. I, I, I want to have conversations in many different facets of life. So you're going to see that. And you're also going to see me get stressed and have conversations with people that I necessarily don't know everything about what they do. And then sometimes you're going to see where I know I have some knowledge because I've lived in the world for a little bit. I've done some things. So um, I just say all that to let you guys know that the show's doing well. We're we're getting guests and we are doing some really big things over here. And you guys are a part of that. You guys are doing really good things, too, as well. How did you guys like the Brett Bones episode? Did you really enjoy that? Because it was awesome. I mean, he does such a great job at explaining himself. That's why I like talking to artists because most of the time they're like some of the best conversations. They're very good at understanding their timing and what to talk about and how to do that. And uh, also, I mean, they write all the time <laughs> and they make music all the time. So you get to see that on many different facets. So Brett Bones was a pleasure to have him on the show. Very talented artist, unapologetically himself. And uh, there was this, and I'm jumping right into, like, there was this point in the interview where I asked him a question, and I can't remember the question that I asked him. And he had this pause. And normally in interviews, that's like a no-no, but... It was so nice. Like, it was, I don't know why. I just felt the pause 
felt really nice. So I left it and I didn't cut it out. Um, and I'm not going to bring it up in this audio. Just let y'all listen to a pause. But if you're artsy and fartsy, you you know, you're just like, oh, I see what he's talking about. Um, and if not, maybe you just have appreciation for it. But um, sometimes nothing is like a really good answer. And but he, he answers the question. But I just love his cadence on how he does things, you know, and that's a style too. how you how you move through life is associated with you and you know you walking into this the the thing makes it different and makes it beautiful and makes it important and gives it a, a different type of energy to it a different type of feel and brett definitely has that uniqueness to him um the conversation was was awesome i only picked one you know the reason why is because i'm not trying to bail you out i'm not gonna bail you out it's some good stuff it's a good conversation Definitely take the time to go listen to the Brett Bones episode. Um, but he has this beautiful point that he makes about artists who are so focused on the fame side and not concerned with the music side or the art side. And the art takes care of everything. If if you take care of the art, it'll take care of you. It'll take care of people. It will take care of the record labels and all the business side will take care of everything. And I like his response. So I'm going to play it for you guys. I'll also say that I think that our culture right now has a problem with rushing things because people want to be famous more than they want to be good at something. Mm. And, um, I, have to struggle with that you know every time i sit down and write a song as i'm making it and that in itself is like really really frustrating because when you do that you cheat you cheat everyone you cheat everyone when you do that when you when you're solely focused on who sees it and i think even now with the show it's very easy for me to like well, how would people like this? And, you know, you got to put yourself in other people's shoes and you got to like spin the table per se and have this conversation about how, if I'm a listener, what am I listening to? And, but the reality is like, if it's good, if it's good enough to the point where people will want to come and consume it, that will take care of itself. You know, just focus on in the art form the thing, focus on the craft, the details, the precision. And something that I realized, and I felt this too, simple is always better. Simple is, is always better than complicated. And I know that sounds like super basic, but it, it is hard. Simple is very hard. Sometimes complex things are beautiful be, because you can make them simple. And then simple things can just be hard. You know, you, you can overthink it. It's kind of like, if you've ever done anything on stage in front of a lot of people, basic things are hard. Walking, breathing, you're exerting more energy, you, you're, the adrenaline is rushing. Anyone who has done anything on stage knows exactly what I'm talking about. So being okay with your beauty and your art and the thing that you're working on or the life that you have, the the career that you have, being proud of the work that you do is so powerful. It's more important than 
fame. And I, I really, I, I really do feel like people are really, really trying to be famous. And it's like, for what? What if you don't like it? What if you're like Andre 3000 and you don't like it? You know, Andre 3000 has such self-awareness to know that I don't like that. I didn't like it. Like, what if you don't like it? What if it destroys you? You know, like people working so hard and you could have everything in life you want and not have to have that level of attention to you. And you don't need to be your own mini God to be successful. And most of the time, the people who do the best in life are really good at holding the mirror for others. So I say all that to say what a great episode with Brett Bones. Go check it out. It was super impactful. If you have some time, I think it'll be really cool. I think it'll be a good episode for you to indulge. And that's just me believing in the work that I do, believing in the people that come on the show. And it's it's really cool. So I want to I talk about some stuff that I saw. Something was trending really hard in the media for a minute. And it was this list. It was like, I guess a group of ladies made a list of places men shouldn't take them on the first day. Right. And I was like, mm. so it's, it's 28, 28 different like restaurants or whatever, of places that men shouldn't take women on, on first dates. I was laughing so hard. Because this list is insane. So I'm going to read. I don't know if I'm going to read all of them. It's 28. I'm going to read. So number one, Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, The Movies, Your House, Any Fast Food Chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, a butt, a buffet, a buffet, I guess. IHOP, Denny's, The Gym, Church, Starbucks, Coffee Dates, Ice Cream Dates, Family Functions, Night Movies, Netflix, Hulu, etc. This is... <laughs> Somewhere uh, that requires a large drive, a long drive, sorry. Somewhere that requires a long drive, bowling, nightclubs, hookah bar, a bar for just drinks, Waffle House, and sports events. Goodness, gr- listen, where you gonna go? With this? <laughs> this made me laugh so hard because I, this is true. I think this is true. Because when, whenever I'm looking to take someone out, I'm thinking the same thing. And I'm like, it's because they they feel like they can do this for themselves in the first date they want to be able to go somewhere fancy you can't like everything's not going to be thoughtful i was listening to some of the people i was asking about like yo what do you think about this they're like she's gonna be hungry <laughs> I, was, I was like yeah she's gonna be real hungry she's gonna be sitting there sucking on her face can we go here it, it's um we're living in interesting times and i feel like you know, those people are going to miss out on some, you go, what's the term? You're blocking your blessings. Blessings mean you're blocking any opportunity you have to have a better, more fulfilling life. When you say stuff like this, because honestly, you know what I think? I think you're insane. If a girl said this to me, she was like, here, I'm going to be like, I'm cool. I'm good. I had a girl one time cancel a date because she was worried that she was going to be taller than me. Yeah, I said that. That happened. How shallow, by the way. What does what does having height have to do with anything about how he treats you, how he's going to be able to provide for you, how he's going to be able to protect you and the family, how he's going to be able to make good decisions in tough times? What about height gives you that? Most powerful people in the world have no height. They, they just, you know, 
You might have to pick them up to get the cookies. They might use a ladder. They might have to use two ladders to get the cookies. But you know, like it's uh, it's 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 low. What is it? I hate that. I hate the term. I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to use that term. Low vibration. Stupid. Stupid word. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's such a dumb. Fr- you, that's a low vibration thinking. You just low it. You lower vibration. It's dumb. Stupid. You know what it is? You're lame. You're shallow. You have unrealistic expectations. I wonder if you've ever even been on a date. If you, first of all, you shouldn't know 28 restaurants that you don't want to go on a first date. If you've been on 28 different first dates with these little names or whatever brands, you're dysfunctional and you're going to be alone forever. Yep. I said it kind of a joke. Not really a joke. (laughs) It's kind of a joke, but it's not really a joke, but First of all, I don't like I don't like the Cheesecake Factory anyway. I like their cheesecake, if that makes sense. Like, I'll go there and get, like, their carrot cake, which carrot cake is delicious. But cheesecake, carrot cake, very delicious. Good. Applebee's, eh. I don't go to Applebee's a lot. I like more mom and pop shops. So I'd probably, but I'm, I'm a huge cat, uh, coffee lover, so there's a chance we, we would might go to a coffee shop, but it'll be a beautiful one. It wouldn't be like Starbucks. I wouldn't. And honestly, why do you need something crazy? Like the, I wish I would have saw the list that they had for where you should take them. You ever notice? Don't take me here or don't do this, but they never say what you can do because what they're going to say. Each one is different. So it may depend. I want to know what women think about this. Cause I heard a lot of women agree with this and I'm like, you're going to be sitting by yourself, fam. You're going you're gonna to miss out on a lot of stuff. And who, like, what if he doesn't have that? Like, what if he's short, right? He doesn't have a, a sense of dress or style, but he's very faithful. He takes care of things. He's good with his money. What if he did, like, how, I'm saying, how do you recognize this? How do you recognize people like this? In fact, I'm going to say this, and it's probably going to get me in trouble. I think of recent is more of a question mark on the person asking for these outrageous standards than it is the person trying to give it. I think you're, I think it's, it's very selfish of you to think that you're such a catch that you don't deserve to experience life this way. I mean, I think anybody would really be happy to get any opportunity like that. And it, it makes me wonder if you really like that person. Like, if you really care about where they're taking you, do you really like them? Right? If this is just like a straight up person you just met for the first time, it's just, it's stuff like that that's just kind of lame. It's, it's lame. I'm not going to lie to you. It's kind of lame. Very, very lame. So I'm going to switch it up. So recently there was this argument online um, with... I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. I talk a lot of sports and stuff. There's a lot of sports fans that listen to the show. So the Cleveland Browns got Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is a starting quarterback for the Browns. They gave him a lot of money. Who cares about the money? We don't pay for it. I don't know why people are always talking about the money with him. And he's not even the highest paid quarterback in the NFL as of today. So I don't know why people talk about it so much. But Brady Quinn makes this crazy statement on Twitter and it causes a lot of upheaval, right? Um 
he, this is what Brady Quinn said. Everyone with a medical option, opinion, everyone with a, hold on, let me give you some background real quick. So Brady Quinn used to be a quarterback for Cleveland Browns. He didn't survive. He was another botched quarterback that didn't work out. Anybody knows that. There's a list of quarterbacks. It's huge. They had like a jersey with like 50 names on the back of it. And every quarterback that didn't work out with the Cleveland Browns. Very crazy situation. Sucks, right? So Brady Quinn throwing some dark shade at Deshaun Watson. And this is what he said. Everyone with a medical opinion has cleared Deshaun Watson. The situation is almost similar to a kid getting a $230 million trust fund. You just know them. You just ask them to get a job and then have no incentive to do it. So this is extremely, extremely disrespectful from Brady Quinn. Okay. He's saying that Deshaun Watson is just going through the motions, getting hurt and doesn't really want to play. Doesn't really want to win the Super Bowl. That's a lot to put on someone you don't know and you don't have connections with people in the locker room. Monte, how do you know that? Because other players have been saying this. I've been reading the tweets. I've been reading stuff. These players have been making comments about he doesn't know what he's talking about. Where did he get this information, et cetera, et cetera. It's very damaging to put stuff out like this because weaker minds consume this and they spill it out again and then it becomes this web of disinformation and it frustrates me on a massive level i get like not not to the point where i want to do stuff but it's just it's frustrating because look deshaun watson you, you can't run from the history or whatever he was accused of gross yuck let's okay we acknowledge that now let's get to this why you got to talk about man's money and why are you going to question someone's effort level? Anyone in the NFL who's playing, you cannot be playing in such a way that it costs you your body. You can't go out there playing timid or you'll get hurt. You can't go out there half doing it or you, you'll ruin your career. I do not in no shape or fashion believe that Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Nothing about what he's doing says it. Rushing himself to play which another particular first-round pick that the Cleveland Browns had did the same thing, ruined his tenure here, which is why we had to go get Deshaun Watson. It's not right for people to, to talk like this. And let me say this. Brady Quinn, you, you're, you're, you're not right for this. This is disrespectful. Now, Deshaun Watson's quarterback coach, Quincy Avery, came out, and he had some responses. He said, Brady, I'm going to be real. You don't know what the F you're talking about and sit behind a microphone gossiping like a little high school chick. So Brady says, come talk anytime you want in person. I'm open to the invitation. Uh, then uh, Quincy Avery said, I just seen you Saturday. I don't, I don't have anything I want to talk to you about. I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, you are talking about things you don't know. Talking on another man who doesn't know you is weak. LOL, I didn't see you. Point being, then Brady Quinn said this. I thought this was, yeah, this made me mad. Cause, cause then it got personal, and it's like anytime you get personal, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know. He said, "How about we massage this conversation and get to a happy ending? Does that sound satisfactory?" And I was like, "Bruh," so I got mad. Like, you're never gonna really see me comment. If people say something to me, I ignore it. Okay, I never comment. This is what I said. I said, at Brady Quinn, stop using black athletes for your entertainment and career elevation purposes. Your statement is weak and you never say you would never say this to anyone's face. 
by no means am I defending Deshaun Watson, but this is low. And that's what that's what my thoughts was from Earth. That's what X you know says from Earth. But here, here's my thing, man. Uh, Brady Quinn wasn't that good. Okay, he got hurt a lot. Kind of ironic. You're talking about another guy getting hurt. You know better, man. Come on. You know better. That's unfair. And you don't know the dude and you're you're saying that he doesn't want to play football. <sighs> it's weak, man. I didn't like that. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't like that. I thought it was low. I thought it was really low. We got to be better. Uh, Brady Quinn, you got to be better. And another way you know that he didn't have good argument when people don't have any more good arguments, they don't. They didn't study and do their research. They don't have good uh, sources of information. They start getting personal. Every level. That's the most basic, fundamental thing of debate. When you ain't got no argument or anything. Yep, you just get personal. All right, I want to land the plane. This is not supposed to be a long episode. These tend to run longer for some reason because your boy can talk. But I, I wanted to talk about brain health and it's it's a far left this is a very far left i jump topics we're jumping right into this um i read this article it says humans who over remember suffer tremendously this is from dr andrew huberman on why intelligent people struggle in life okay so i thought this was a beautiful article if you guys get a second literally just type in what i just read and you'll find an article. And I wonder if you guys feel this way too. People who over remember, people who are over traumatized by things. Maybe that's adding much, but people who are really good at remembering stuff is good, but is it really good for day to day life? And Dr. Huberman talks about research shows overthinking hinders real life success. Um, and I, I, I think that too. I think having too much on your mind makes it hard to do day-to-day things like walking, which is why you see, um, how do I say this? He, he makes this point in, you know, like in the movies where you always see like the really intelligent dude, he's like clumsy, he's dropping books. He's like falling downstairs. He's bumping into doors because he's so smart. He doesn't have room for, you know, basic decision-making skills, which essentially is saying like he's overloading his computer with information and is it useful information and i really love this this thought pattern and talking about dr huberman who's a neuroscientist basically studies the way the the brain functions and makes decisions and communicates to itself i think that's really cool and his rebuttal to how to fight this over remembering which causes suffering is to have selective memory. Uh, and I thought that was really, I thought, I thought that was really cool. So if you are one of those people who overthinks, you have to try to get rid of all the information you have in your brain. Sounds easy, right? No. Um, and you should have selective memory. And the way you do that is focusing on one or two or three things at a time versus having all of this just cluttered into your brain, which I think this is really cool, really cool argument, a really cool article. And he also gives you 
He also gives you a like a point, and you can click on it too. And it talks about brain health, how to keep your brain healthy, giving yourself tasks to do, um, get, doing puzzles, doing things like that, and working your brain tends to give new cells, it gives new life, which is which is really what you want. You want good brain health. So I thought this was a cool article, and I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that's true? Do you think people who, um people who remember so much like suffer the most. So I thought that was a really cool article. You guys can go check that out. Um, yeah, this is supposed to be a short episode, so I'm going to end this now. I really appreciate you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. The show is thriving. We're doing well. And I'm thankful for you guys. And as always, was the truth to this conversation or was it just noise? I'll let you decide. We are Monte Hall. We out of here.